podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Marty Gridden. Yes, yeah, so quiet this week. Yeah. So quiet, even the street outside is quiet for a change. Theatrical. Just real theatrical. Just us, Sheffield United, Spurs. Me, Chris Wilder. Nigel the Milan Pearson. Derby. I'm having a good time. And lovely, uh, lovely guest. It was a good guest this week. Reese James, yeah. comedian, he must Spurs have just fan. Been passing bikes. We would never normally get someone of his caliber on. So I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But it was a good guest. Good stuff. We talk about, yeah, Chef United, Milan Derby. Quite a lot about Spurs, as you'd imagine, with the Spurs fan being on. And we talk about you being the oldest man on the planet, Martin. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Always nice to remind me of that. Yeah, and then you talk about a very good article in the Times as well. I do, I do. Check out that uh, in a bit. Cheers. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Whistleblowers. Yet another episode, Martin, but an episode where, to be honest, I don't know if we've got much to talk about. Well, we're more consistent than the football for a change. We are. Actually the turning hate, you know up. What? Lovely turn of phrase Bring proper guests. Yeah, we've got a real guest this week because we were joined by... Reese James, who's a comedian and Spurs fan. Hello, Reese. Thanks for coming and joining us on our little show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for bringing me in for the big week. Yeah, the big <laughs> one. The big one. Well, it's... that's it, because this weekend, there was already only going to be four games. Um, the Storm wiped out a quarter of them, because mm. they couldn't do the Man City one. Uh, so, I mean, how do we start this? It makes a mockery of the winter break, doesn't it, really? It sort of does. Let's talk about that. Let's start with that then. The, the winter uh, break. Actually, hang on. Is, doesn't it make it the winter break the best idea, the perfect idea, given that more games would have been wiped out? We'd have had a winter break I, by default. I mean, you're confusing me now. I just did the, the, the air quotations when I said winter break. It's just it's where you put the break <laughs> yeah. and how you predict the break. Put it on the storm weekend. Okay, so this is the thing then. So the winter break essentially has come too late because all our players are injured anyway now. Mm. It should uh-huh. have been three weeks earlier. And probably what they should do, and we'll get onto the championship in a little bit, but what we should have done, in my opinion, is gone, right, two weeks off, nobody plays for two weeks, and instead, put the spotlight on the championship for a couple of weeks, let them have a go at it. Yeah. Right? That seems like what, a fair... You mean televise those games more... Yeah, or just, just televise them it. as normal, but, but you, yeah. can, you can throw some more weight behind it, you can advertise it a bit more. We'd be talking about it now, Who's and in... instead we're talking about a storm. Yeah. Pointless. Uh, well, who's in charge of that decision? The Premier League team, like, they just run roughshod through everything these days, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. They Sky are irrelevant. Yeah, and yeah, apparently right. they're going to go to a, an online streaming service. Did you see this? Premflex. So, Premflex. Yeah. Are. But it's only going to be... Is that a, the actual name of it? Yeah. I don't know. But are you it's, wisecracking? It's only going to no, be... No, no, that, well, that is brilliant. I mean, you should put that to them. But apparently the, the Netflix-style Premflex thing is only going to apply to people abroad anyway. So it's not going to... Doesn't oh, all right? I thought so that pretty much already existed. Yeah, illegally streams. Yes, those matches. It's called Ronaldo7.org. The... <laughs> <laughs> it was. Now it's called uh, sportsaccess.se. Uh, not oh, the words of me, Treatable. but the words of our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor. I'm going to miss doing the whistle words. <laughs> um, so anyway, right. Cut to the chase. Cut the shit, gents, <laughs> because we have got a lot to talk about, despite there not being as many games. And I think we should probably start. With Chef uh, United. Yes. Uh, because it feels like we do this every week now, but they are just a brilliant side. Like and even in the game where they weren't particularly good against a team that had been struggling, they were great. It was like it was me the, with Klopp last year, though, and I just yeah. kept going, she's not quite, there's just something not quite right about him. And I keep mm. saying, Chris Welder, yeah, he's going he's gonna to fuck it up at, at some, some point. point. Just oh, gonna, but have you been saying that this whole season? Yeah. Just, yeah, and the, the Klopp never quite 
being able to get there and that's I, keep, I mean, kept look thinking how that turned out. the bubble was going to burst on having Sheffield United defenders in your fantasy team so I didn't sign one for ages and yep. ages yep. and then I signed one and they didn't get a clean sheet this weekend yep. against Bournemouth but it was the wind they're always going to concede in the wind it's a windy day Storm <laughs> Kiara one Kiara or Kiara yep it is one it's, of those yeah, yep. one of them it's fine but Sheffield United we, they're amazing we've got yeah they are they, they just seem to be I'm jealous and also what they've done and and Normally, you'd expect, if before the start of the season, you'd have been told, Sheffield United are going to sign four players in the transfer window. You're thinking, ah, oh, that's bad news, and that means that they're struggling, yeah. and they are desperate yeah. for reinforcements. But actually, all it means is, they're getting cover for top-level players now. Sander Burge has come in, looks brilliant, came in for Lundstrom, then Lundstrom replaced him on, yeah. on uh, Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. And ends up scoring the winner, and it's just, everything seems to be working. And like Klopp, you're right to bring him up as a comparison, because... Like Klopp, he's got a team of players there and a, a system that he can just slot guys in. He can just go, right, someone's injured, let's bring this other guy in. It's not like you're relying on big game players or specific personalities. It's just players who fit the system and can play that. I mean, is that, is that, have you played yeah. in teams, Chris, well, where you've would, had a system that you can slot into? Well, the thing that his team do uh, more than most, or as, well, certainly as much as anyone else in the Premier League, is come back from losing positions or positions mm. where then they shouldn't really be getting something and then they get something. I think, what is it, like 10 games that they've nicked something. Is that psychological on the other team's part? Is it? Psych- is that it's only Sheffield. If you, if you go up against Man City, you concentrate because you go, well, they come back yes. all the time. If you go up against Sheffield United, you're just going, well, Sheffield United. I think it's the other way around. So I, I think it's the old Alex Ferguson thing where because it kept happening, teams kept worrying about it happening. Well, it's a self-fulfilling ah, so prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Basically, once you've done it a few times, you go, we're going to next something there. And then there's this weird sort of switch where the other team just start yeah. shitting They're themselves in set yeah. pieces and just, you can feel the kind of, particularly if you're in a ground where, like, say you are playing someone like Bournemouth at, at Bournemouth and you're like, these fans are just, you can feel them get a bit anxious. Well, you know what it's like yourself. I'm sure when Spurs have been the Champions League games where you've just... Every Spurs mit- game of my life, yeah. I've always yeah, gone to well, drag them up. We could be 5-0 we up and almost everyone in the stadium would be going, fuck's sake, 6-5. We had a good go. We had a good go. <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> good it. off. Exactly that. And Derby, Mark, you know yourself. When you let's boys get into it, man. It's just absolutely depressing. Why do you, why do, you do this to me? <laughs> well, you were the one that brought this point up. Let's well, let's move on from that point. Uh, Sheffield United are better than than that, and also is Europe. Would we? What, what do we think about? Well, maybe it'll be another sort of Wolves situation. They get into Europe, and then next year it's a bit more tired. It's Burnley. a bit more difficult. Burnley yeah, yeah, from yeah. Last season where it's just a, a bit a bit of a stretch too much. I think I, I think realistically they still, despite bringing in four more players, they do have quite a quite a thin squad probably. Yeah, so. perhaps in qual- yeah, quality-wise, I mean, in, in terms of bodies that they can just yeah. switch in, maybe, but they're the kind of team that you yeah, feel that two or three losses, yeah, well, there you go, absolutely. Y- Europe, for them, would be staggering. Yeah, favourites to go down, weren't they? Yeah, at the start of the season. it was them and Norwich, yeah. I think just to get that would be an incredible accolade and would, would mean that probably, despite what Klopp's doing, you could argue Wilder could be manager of the year. Yeah, But I agree with Reese. I think if they do get Europe, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a stretch next for next year. year. Yeah. But to go from uh, Sheffield United, a team who might be challenging for Europe, to another one who we thought two months ago were absolutely dead and buried in terms of that chase, but Everton. And Ancelotti's come in. He's taken them from, what, three points outside, outside relegation to now four points off the top four, not even Europe, mm. but the Champions League. Grits, what have you it's thought insane. about uh, Ancelotti the last uh, few weeks? Well, off the back of a big dunk, I when I went to school back in the whatever's, I used to have Dunk Ferguson on the cover of my sort of uh, homework notebook, you know, the right. big, like he was my 
pin so up. Here's my hero. And and you'd, you'd write <laughs> on your little bit of parchment. <laughs> well, this was the thing. Though, How was, did you I was stick him down. <laughs> just with like goose a, fat. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, it was a long time. You're ago. the oldest man I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Big dunk. Was he was a Rangers player as well? So I was a pure Celtic fan, and you know, I used to have John Collins on. Oh, you won't remember him. I know but, John Collins. Um, beautiful effort. Well. Beautiful effort, and just uh, but I'd, you know, before I got into girls, and um, we'd have footballers on on the front of you. So you're into boys first, officially. <laughs> And then cool. you would, oh, then you got just into, cut this out. Then you go into girls and you put female footballers on the front of your book. <laughs> yes! In 1902. Yeah, that was it. It was a competitive league But you're right to bring up, to bring up uh, Ferguson because he's got a lot... A, a lot of credit should be well, this is, aimed towards I him because uh, he, he brought... Mentality change. Yeah. But also, bit, he, he went to 4-4-2 and he brought through Calvert-Lewin yeah. and was like, look, Dominic, stick you alongside a proper striker. And that's what Ancelotti's continued to do. Well, and everyone said that Ancelotti was the sort of person that would inherit a really good squad and just keep... You know, yeah, tell yeah. it onto the in the right direction. And just say, look, I won't rock the boat. But yeah, he he's come in and he's actually got the most out of it. And I think Duncan Ferguson must have a lot to do with that, mostly because the players would be terrified of him in the yeah, dressing yeah. room. Yeah, well, they just, were bit, they were just a bit wet before, weren't they? They were. They were just abs- you just pushovers. You know, you would always see them. And I f- kind of felt sorry for Silver, but he ne- he just flattered to deceive there. He was never mm. the manager that he was at Watford. Do you think, Reese? Um, we'll talk about managers and Spurs in a bit. But do you think that? Marco Silva, given what we've seen from Duncan Ferguson and then now Ancelotti, is that him done now as a Premier League manager? I, I mean, where else could he go? I don't know. This is what I mean. Yeah, if he's going to go somewhere, again. he's going to. Yeah, but that's mental. But give I it up. Put it past them, yeah. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's the sort of thing Watford do. But come on, you can't keep. They can't keep doing that, and he can't no. keep going back there. No, but this is the, this is the thing, and I don't know. Well, if so if he's is... lived in Watford for a bit, I think you just go. No, I'll call it a day. Is Jongler still there at Watford? Uh, I believe so. Uh, Oceana, walkabout. There's stuff stuff to do, yeah. Undeniably, there's stuff to do. That's not the point. He wants to live in Watford. He's desperate to. But don't take the job again. Too much heartache. Um, No, I can't see him managing in the Premier League again, but I don't know. Where's he tipped to go? I don't know, but you know what? If he was was called Mark Sill Cox and was just an English (laughs) manager, (laughs) just an England England manager uh, and not a sort of sexy foreign man, he wouldn't have got past that first job, right? It's just this is very much one of those I, Mourinho not, type of things. I think uh, it's an appointment because well, it's sexy, it feels and it, fancy, and it's exotic. global. Mm. Yeah, it's global. It, you, you go, oh, who's the new Watford boss? But bear in mind, the world is watching the Premier League. They don't want to see, you know, Sean Dyche there. That's why he doesn't get any jobs above his above his uh, Burnley post. Well, it's funny when you look at managers that were well, managers that were great there, like Aidy Boothroyd, that just. Drifted off the face of the earth. Same when Roy Keane was manager of Sunderland and looked like, how can he ever be bad? How can anything ever go wrong for him? And then to go so biblically wrong, you ever doubted your own (laughs) decision-making when you (laughs) thought he was half decent. Yeah, You know? And that's just for slapping players in training that needed it. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm behind behind you. One million percent for that. And he goes to Ipswich and he starts slagging off some guy for leaving his phone on in a press conference. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm, might not be as balanced as we were hoping. Well, so from one unbalanced British manager to another one, Nigel Pearson at Watford Massive feels like fan. Massive I am as well. It feels like uh, that new manager bounce might have yeah, levelled out a little done. bit. Yeah, they had the honeymoon. Yeah, I did see. It seemed like a good fit though at first. I still think it, it seemed is. like a perfect fit and for what they needed. Yeah. certainly 
this year, yeah. at least. But even going forward, I, I think he's a really good manager. He suits Watford. He suits their players. Suits Watford. That's he a suits damning their... Well, I don't know if you know this, but he's got no Shiano loyalty card. So that's why. <laughs> it's, it's just perfect. It's a perfect yeah, fit. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like... He, Which I mean, blows exclusive. There's something about <laughs> the English manager in a puffed gile that I just seems to work in the Premier League right now with a bit of hair gel. You're an Chris ostrich. Wilder. <laughs> I think Wilder and Pearson are two exponents of the you know quoted Gilo. I would pay £1,000 to go on a night out with Wilder and Nigel Pearson. Less than that. Well, actually. Mike, that. you're nice. in luck. <laughs> so whistleblowers. Someone get the big check. Where's the big check? Uh, but they, I mean, he was saying he's, he, the, the bounce might have finished, but actually they did draw at, what, uh, uh, drew at Brighton this weekend. It's not a bad result. So they're still in with a shout of, of staying up, I think. They'll stay up. You think they will? Yeah, who's going down? Well, who's going down while we're, we're here? Go on, Reese. I don't. I genuinely Norwich don't. Know Norwich, Norwich seems like a Norwich down, are done. Yeah. Norwich are done. Yeah. I, think, I think Bournemouth are going to really struggle, and I have a feeling a big boy might go down. I think West Ham might drop. I'd love West Ham to go down. Mm, I know a lot of people would love that. I mean, after not, the, after not the way our listeners, I mean, I don't know. If after the way they were talking in pre-season with all these signings, new era, new new manager, mm. it's all about to change. We're going to be challenging for top four. Mm. Indeed. I was. I, I lived with the West Ham fan in the Edinburgh Festival, and that's the month where the season just starts. And all he was banging on about was, "Trust me, we're going to finish higher than Spurs this year. Going to be higher than Spurs this year." And I was just saying, "All right, let's let's see." A little smirk, unbelievable. And then yeah. we, you know, we started pretty terribly, and then they started quite well. Yarmolenko banging them in. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he's injured. <laughs> now they're going to get relegated. Hopefully. Well, they've also had a bit of a nightmare PR week as well. I mean, three hours after the storm had called their game off, Jacqueline Gold, who's David Gold's, I think daughter mm. whoever it is some relation of David Gold tweeted saying can't wait for the game today like three the hours after the sched- storm had called it off the schedule <laughs> talking about tweet. yeah just yeah, stack them and rack them but I think she might be a genius maybe she's just taking focus off the team and doing the Jose yeah <laughs> being it's, like you want to attack me instead yeah go and, and look at the pretty, other just, bench's notepad mm. it's all shaving, her, shaving her head <laughs> But with the lack of Premier League games this weekend, it did give the Championship a bit of an opportunity to shine. It's a good oh. weekend of the Championship. Derby County, mighty Derby County, went away to Swansea, won 3-2. 3-2, very happy with any 3-2 in any division. Brentford won 3-2 against Middlesbrough, which is another exciting game. Preston went to Wigan and won, which meant they went to the top six for the first time, I think, this season. Wow. Preston could be in the playoffs. Brilliant, brilliant story. And then You're Saturday so night... so better at Championship stuff. Let's just do a let's about do that. that. Then He's Saturday night... Really he really has. Saturday night. Saturday night. Amazing. Bearing in mind I'm a Derby fan, Saturday night, Forest against Leeds, for me, should be a Sophie's choice. I should not want to get involved in that at all. But it felt like a Premier League game. It felt like in lieu of the games actually happening... Under the floodlights, two massive clubs, proper intensity, really great uh, atmosphere in the stadium. It was just like, fuck, this is a proper game. Yeah. And even though they weren't as good, either team, weren't as good as they have been so far this season, and Leeds, by the way, might be completely bottling it again this, this time this season. Oh, I hate which is mad. getting into the bit of but a swing it did, about, it did yeah. feel like this could easily be a Premier League game, and, and I think that Championship had a good weekend as a result of that. Do you watch a lot of Championship, Grits? Uh, I, I watch it. Well, my brother lives in Derby. Whenever I go there, oh, I try and watch those games. I've, I've got loads of mates that are Leeds fans. A couple of our um, guys that come on the pod are QPR and Leeds. Sorry, and... I said do you watch much. I don't say do you list friends of yours who support Championship clubs. <laughs> so I watch it because I have to or I feel like I'm, I'm obliged. So what I'm trying to say okay. is that I don't Reece, watch do you watch it. much Championship? Nah. 
Cool. That's how to answer it, mate. Swift. Have it ready, locked and loaded. What I'm here pro. every week. With, I'm here every week with him. I'm here every week. If you were here every week with him, you would have to tolerate this. Right, Bielsa then. I'm, yes. I'm a massive fan, right? Same. So I'm slightly depressed because I think he would be better suited to the Premier League, but that just does the Championship a disservice because these teams that nick in at the last minute that are actually better than some of their parts. Yeah. Sheffield United, Huddersfield, when they dug in and made mm. it disgusting for a couple of years. But Brighton, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Potter at Brighton, Potter was a player in my league for many years. And you would see him in his little mod haircut coming up against right. you and you'd just be like, he's a decent player, tidy enough. And then you see players like that going on be good coaches. And Paul Harsley was another one in the same midfield. Yeah, yeah. Another mod haircut. He's at Man City's under-23 team. Is there anyone that you ever play with where you can tell... They're going to be a good coach. Yeah, they're just good at football. Is it just, <laughs> it's, sorry, it's just players just like, good at football? Slightly it. well. No, it's it's this application and they just, even when things are shit, like I would go, well, sh- knock it, slump it, slump it as long as you can and kick as hard as you can and we'll just play on the weakest player in their team and then just wait until they give in and then crush them at set pieces. When did you get your coaching badges? <laughs> well, you'd be amazed because all the managers that coached me that way had like A licenses yeah. and I'm like, who is signing this shit off? This is a <laughs> tremendous, God, I, I love football. And then I watched the game at the weekend so I was commentating at Colchester versus, Colchester was so much better than Plymouth, right? <laughs> Right, it was like, and I alluded to this. They had a, a, a winger called Harriet. This guy who was unplayable. It was so much better than everyone else on the pitch. It was embarrassing. And by the end, he was doing all this kind of ridiculous showboating. It like was just crosses. absurd. And it, and I pointed to the fact. I was like, when it's like when Lou Alua was here, and he was so much better than everyone. Just went, why is he? Why is mm. he Colchester? He's like scored ten goals before Christmas. That are all him taking on every single yeah, player. Yeah. It's like Pele and you know escape to victory. It's like can someone just get him? out of this league because it's embarrassing and I watched that game and I'm just like my god I was like if we were playing this team now and I literally on the radio just kept going just knock it just put it in behind them <laughs> turn them get a couple of corners use the wind we'll use the wind that's it but it was very windy I'm a but those team. sort of games where you're like well that's obviously I play for teams that were good football inside as well we got up through the leagues and that and it was good fun to be part of them but there was a certain romance about just being yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. reductive in your uh, footballing styles didn't people used to say about you why is he in this league? Get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> Why is he in this pub? Well, no, I, no. Well, John Sheridan always used to say. He, John Sheridan's one of his biggest criticisms to me. He was always like, "You found your level," and I was like, well, "Thanks very much." I was well, like, what, what, league one, you? league two. I'm like, I'm quite happy with this, John. I came from a fishing village in Cornwall, playing for a little football team down there. So he was. I think he was trying to insult me, but you know, oh, turns out he's found he his level it. as well it's as a manager. Wow. He's never really what a catty thing yeah. to say. Well, uh, I'm gonna, sure. I'm sure we'll bump into each other again. We're going <laughs> to take a, a break now. So I can just sort of collect my thoughts. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we Thank are you. Mark is here as always. Uh, we're joined by Reese James. Reese being a Spurs fan, aren't you, Reese? Mm-hmm. Are you a season ticket holder? Yeah, yeah. So the transition. I remember seeing a couple of games with you at the Wembley. Tra- How did you find all of that debacle? Wembley well, it was leading, wasn't it? Tobacco, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, how I was loved that it. wonderful? Actually, time. I loved it. Uh, Wembley was a lot closer to my house, so that was better. Oh yeah, it's an absolute nightmare getting to White Hot Lane. But every other aspect of Wembley was hideous and abysmal, and I hated it. Mm. Cool. Uh, from the yeah. Well, from, thanks for joining us. From this the week, food guys. you can get, they give you from the food you can get. The food you can get <laughs> in the foyer of Wembley. I assume you meant that you can get twelve yeah. quid hot dogs. Um, <laughs> Well, it's not just the hot dogs, it's the popcorn and the Mr. Whippies at a football match. Me and Grits insane. Once. What are you doing? <laughs> In fact, this is with you. We, we had tickets to the League Cup final. 
We gave you two, you and your brother, tickets to the one area of the ground, thinking Club we Rams. had the posh ones. And it turns out we had to wait for two hours in the normal foyer. Like a pair of uh, We sat literally down by yeah. the pitch. But yeah, and if weird, not, you it? can get a burger. You can get a cheeseburger, but um, it's not cheese. It's a cheese-like sauce. That's what it says on the menu. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a burger with a cheese-like sauce. So, no, I didn't enjoy Wembley. No. Um, you can get real cheese at White Hart Lane. And the football while you were playing there. So I, yeah, it wasn't great, but there was some great memories there of Wembley. Was, like, wasn't 3-1 against Real Madrid. That was pretty special. Beat Liverpool in a great game, 4-1. That was great. A few good Champions League nights. Was there? Yeah, there was. A few yeah, OK Champions League nights. Yeah, but it was, it, you, you were in Not the, the best. mix. A few, some few fucking shit Europe nights there as well. But you've had some amazing nights at Spurs over yeah. the last couple of years. It's been transitional from stadium to stadium, but it's also been transitional and probably generationally defining transitional in terms of you've lost one manager who might be in the conversation for the best of his generation, mm-hmm. top three probably in this country, and you brought in good old Jose. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, and how surprised were you that Poch, first of all, left, and secondly, was replaced by a guy like Jose? I think I was very surprised. The day it happened, the Poch era ending had been coming for a long time, so like the, that plug being pulled wasn't a surprise overall, but the timing of it, the day it happened, that was felt a bit like, oh, right, out of nowhere, just done it. It felt early for me. It felt yeah. like normally that rides it out itself out for a couple more months. He had a pretty terrible record for the last, what, 28 games or something. His away record had completely deteriorated. And obviously that group had come to the end of its cycle, but he hadn't been backed enough to reinvest it. And the people he had invested in in the summer were either injured or hadn't really got so, the so fitness in, in to Dombele. come to. Lo Celso was the one who was out for a long time. Right. He like, played a couple of games, looked great, and then was just out for ages. And Dombele doesn't, still doesn't have the fitness to be playing I mean, he's literally filling the Dembele role because Dembele would play 60 minutes and have to go off. But Ndombele's doing that a lot and we do sort of need him. But then, like, Sessegnon wasn't getting in the team at that point. It just felt like everyone... We did invest some money, but everyone he did... Like, there was nothing fresh about the squad because it was still just the old players being tired. The Ericsson saga didn't help. Obviously, that bled into the Jose period. That was mad. That didn't help at all. That was exactly the same time as well, wasn't it? It Yeah. when he left. He was like the absolute... He just encapsulated the end of that cycle. It just felt like, oh, there's more players... He's the only one being vocal about this. There's a lot of players who don't really want to be here anymore because it's run its course. We don't have anything to show for it because we didn't win anything. Which is Um, a brutal way to live. And I think that that played on Poch as well. I think it's like, if you're thinking, God, all this work... He, I mean... He will always be my favourite manager ever, no matter what happens, because he revolutionised. Yeah. Like, I grew up going to Spurs, had a season season of about eight, watching us come 13th. And then Redknapp came. No, Martin Yole came in and changed that. Then Redknapp sort of took that a step further. And then Poch took it to the nth degree, where it completely yeah. changed. And suddenly we're in the conversation for title races up until and a certain point. Champions League and final. Champions League final and stuff it's like insane. that. It's like... So call, I wasn't on board with everyone calling for his head. It was like, I think you earned the benefit of the When you say doubt. everyone calling for his head, Spurs give, give, fans, give me an idea than... of how, what the stadium was in. In terms of what proportion of that stadium wanted him to go, did you feel? In the stadium, to be honest, I'm more talking about social media reaction, I think. Which can you, is, can which you isn't that really, thing Yeah, that... which isn't, it isn't reflective because you only do it if you're passionate one way or the other. It's yeah. relentless. It's hard so. to be passionate on the side of, nah, just keep it the same. The squeaky yeah. wheel gets the oil. Yeah, yeah, so what I'm saying is, uh, (laughs) don't don't bring your act into it now, mate, all right? We've got stuff to get through. (laughs) But DIY, eh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The day Poch got fired, what were you doing? Because I remember it being, weren't you just about to go on something? (laughs) The JFK moment. There was was something where, no, I'm, I'm... if you can remember it, I'm sure you were like, oh, great. I think you were on something, or like, 
you were either playing a gig and it had just happened and then you were like, oh, I've got to go on and do this gig the whole uh, time. Yeah, Would you remember? There I'm, was definitely I'm, something like that. It's unfair of me I to took put it, you on the spot here. No, but. I took it with me. I definitely took it with me. I do remember whatever it was, I got home that night and I went to play FIFA Ultimate Team and oh, my manager right. was Poch and he was out of contracts for the first time in about a year. And I was like, not today, mate, for fuck's sake. I've renewed him. He's still the manager, okay? Good. I'll possibly be one of the only teams on FIFA with Poch as the manager. But yeah, I think I did. I took some. I definitely took the energy on stage with me and I had to explain to the audience. Yeah, I did feel for you. You got to understand what's happened here. Um, I was devastated, and I immediately tweeted saying, "Not Jose," because he was. The, I mean, I wasn't surprised it was Jose. He was the only one really being rumoured with any kind of serious links. And then he came in, and then there was like a little bit like he had played that game for a little bit, where he just said everything we wanted to hear. I've, I've changed. Fun, yeah. fun, we were talking about it at the time, weren't we? It was fun, Jose. High five, yeah, yeah. boys, and that. being a good lad. But it was. Yeah. I've learned so much in my year off. I've taken a back seat and I've just been looking at it and I've seen all this different stuff fast forward two months he shaved his head and gone insane <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't blame him and also he's I, I do think everything he's saying is right so he does make good points and he's outspoken in a really good way but I, I'm so suspicious of the whole thing he's just ne- it feels he's like, ne- like he's making a digital CV for it never feels constructive it feels like he's just building cul-de-sacs to, to hide his like crazy shit in. I think there's an element of I think it's such an ego element of, I'm going to go win a trophy at Spurs. <laughs> That's how good I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to Spurs, the last team you'd ever expect to win a trophy, and I'm going to win the League Cup, mm. which he won't. <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> Not this year. I, I, I love Jose, and my thought on Jose is, I absolutely love him, I want him in the league, yeah. and I just don't want him anywhere near my You don't club. want him in the team. <laughs> I do, I've, I've been enjoying it so far, it. but it's just one of those things where, like, with Poch, you're like, okay, we're building a whole thing, there's a whole era in that's beginning now and this could go on for however long yeah, you know this yeah. could have a, like a ferguson length reign if, it, if we keep backing him and investing in him or whatever with marina and you go okay year and a half left and then he fucks off to somewhere, somewhere else yeah you just go like okay what can you do in this little window and then who do we get the next pot what's you, the fucking you, point you know what will happen mm. you'll, you'll have a good solid season next season where you'll finish top four for sure and you'll potentially challenge yeah when he has a summer in. it'll be different but and then he'll and then the year after he'll have okay, his map right, down I'm out, and yeah. he'll, he'll go uh, how do you see it going the rest of the season then because currently you're four points off chelsea They've got Chelsea have got United next and then they play you. You've got Villa away next and then obviously Chelsea. I think we have turned so you a can bit o- of a corner. You can overtake, overtake the I suit. think from watching us, we've turned a bit of a corner in the way we're playing in that and it's really it's because of Lacelso. Lacelso has changed completely changed how we play. The GLC. He, he he brings back something that we've been lacking for ages. He brings back a sort of press, but also just like that killer pass, that De Bruyne type pass. Yeah. And then just that, that absolute relentless desire. And actually, Tanganga has come at just the right yeah, time. Right. He's come in at just the right time because Vertonghen and Alderweireld together is no longer tenable. They're too slow. Yeah. So it doesn't, which is a shame because that was just like what an amazing era that was of two yeah. great centre backs. But it's over. So Tanganga coming in just at the right time is like cover for. He doesn't seem to trust Sanchez that much, Marino. No, he doesn't. Sanchez. I, I always thought Sanchez didn't develop quite as well yeah. as he should have. He had he a great still, first season and then he, he did, just sort of went a bit. He had that injury and coming back from that, he didn't really get back to his. I think we should also talk about Danny Rose because to yeah. me um, he's been a bit of a problem for a little while there. Not yeah. so much on the pitch; he hasn't been great on the pitch, but off the pitch it seems as though, well, I, I don't know if we can say this legally, but it feels like he might be pruning the, the reason, roses. <laughs> the reason for the leaks, and yeah, that's Jose uh, seems to have cut that those out are the now. rumors. They're those the rumors. Are the rumors. That's, like, that's legally fine. No, the whole lawyers listening to this. You're referring to the <laughs> you're referring to the thing where. It came out that, oh, everyone's actually really unhappy, all the yeah. players are really unhappy, and then Eric yeah. Dyer and Toby immediately said, that isn't true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's the latest thing that he's done. I mean, it, it yeah. sounds as though there's, there's previous, been quite a few yeah, yeah, yeah. from... Yeah, to be honest, I love Danny Rose. I'll always love Danny Rose. But his time at Spurs was done. I mean... I, I, for a while now, though. Yeah, for a little while. I kind of... Towards the end of Poch as well, it was sort of like, ah, it's just... Mm. He strikes me as someone, and maybe this is absolute nonsense, who doesn't train well. You know what I mean? He's, he's a bit complacent with his place in the squad that if it felt a bit like he was like, well, I'm always going to be in the team. I don't need to bother. Uh, if you were to put a uh, probability on it, how sure are you that they'll be getting top four this season, Spurs? Spurs? Yeah. I think... You're I th- a betting man. I think we've left it too late, so I would put pretty low odds on that. Okay. High odds. What's the right phrasing for bad? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> from Spurs. Not, not, a, ga- not a gambler. From not Spurs gambler. and uh, Ericsson. I mean, we talked about no Premier League games this weekend, but actually there were three. And then there was the Milan derby, which was basically a Premier League game yeah. five years ago. I it was say, like an All-Stars match yeah. from 2017. <laughs> High school reunion FC. That's, oh, yeah. uh, that's what they are. Getting the band back together. Conte's just gone, oh, you know what I miss? <laughs> Everyone I worked with three years ago. There's so much to it, isn't there? The fact that he's gone back, he's going, well, look at all the players that I found. It was like, yeah, we watched the Premier League as well, mate. Everyone knew <laughs> it's all those such, players. It's, it's but, just the dregs. It's mental who's picked up. But he's not the dregs. That's, that is out of order, Reese James. Well, some, I mean, they're not order. saying it's not going well. Sanchez is still there. Well, it's going fantastically well. <laughs> Gritz, you watched the game, the Milan derby. What did you make of all of that? Well, I just, it felt, it felt like it had a, a bit of life to it. I mean, suppose watching players that are recognisable when I was young watching the Italian <laughs> League. I was getting up, up again when I said that. But there'd be like one foreign player. There'd be like Gaza or Paul Ince or maybe Gordon Cowens at Barry or something like that. But there'd be, there'd be like just one or David Platt. You would never have the luxury of seeing seven or eight of these guys. Victorian and also knowing how they play, but then also how good they are. You know, how Lukaku was He's second a, half, which is unstoppable. Abra- Ibrahimovic had, you know, played well first half. So um, It felt like Ashley Young's testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't because it felt like a properly high-intensity game and... It, just, it, it, was, it, it, uh, it looked great. I thought it looked up. great. Yeah, the the audience, the crowd were pumped up, weren't they? <laughs> wow! Just came from a comedy show. All right, what do you want me to say? No, you didn't. Well, <laughs> and actually, um, they went and got some lovely cheese-based burgers in the interval. <laughs> it was lovely. Uh, do you? This is a genuine question. Do you give a shit, Reese, about other European leagues, or do you just not? Bother? Yeah, I'm a huge AC Milan fan. That's not. Did true. you watch Ericsson's growing goal? up? They were my uh, they were my second team, genuinely. <laughs> Really? Really? Yeah, I used to. I love Shevchenko. So I, I support got, Spurs and AC Milan. I got loads of um, to death. Got, got loads of uh, Shevchenko AC Milan shirts. We should probably. Yeah, Shevchenko's but, uh, still it's still in London, isn't he? Still enjoying the, the fruits of his labour. Is he? Yeah, he's knocking about. Just knocks about with playing, playing, playing golf. I know. I know. He's, he's, he's always for. knocking about out and about. <laughs> Have you West got a European London? team that you follow? Uh, no, but I love that era of Italian football when they're like Sampdoria. Where, yeah. Sampdoria and Palmer were Palmer were great as well. Yeah. Just these. So he's talking. This is talking about ninety three sort of time. Yeah, yeah. Around then, when just like Mancini was playing for Sampdoria yes. and uh, you know Beppe Signori. Just had a fifty year school reunion. <laughs> oh, Signori. <laughs> Lombardi was knocking well, about then, wasn't he? Well, if you if you didn't see the game, Gregor Robertson wrote an incredible match report of it. And Gregor Robertson, who's been on the pod before, and an old teammate of mine who's had a, a long had a, uh, the journeyman column in the Times which is always yep. a brilliant weekly look at one of the football league clubs but they sent him to the Italy I don't know what's going on maybe all the maybe all the journalists went to the Athletic and uh, Gregor's suddenly been bumped up to <laughs> foreign correspondent he's a fantastic writer he's so, really yeah, good check, yeah check out his column worth on the checking Times. that out um, I think generally I'm not that bothered about European football 
However, this season, Italy looks really exciting, and Germany has been unbelievable. Yeah. That's been the most exciting league, surely, other than the Premier League. Yeah, I think, it's, I think, it, it, I think actually great. it's been better than the Premier League this season. I think the Premier League, the only issue with it this year is it's been such a runaway winner that it's not yeah, seems... but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, what's, what's always exciting is the emergence of a team mm. who could... Who could so Sheffield United's a great example. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. that's out of nowhere. Uh, Leipzig yep. have been absolutely class. I mean, it's, you just, I hope they don't get gutted in the summer. But Leipzig have been big for a few up. years. At I know least that, now. yeah, yeah. But they've just been they they've been at their best. They've been phenomenal this season. It's been, I think actually, generally, football has been great across Europe. But I still think that England are going to dominate in the Champions League this season. Mm. I think the English teams are going to. I think it's supposed to get knocked out to Leipzig. I don't think. Do you, do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. let's let's okay. end the podcast there on a bit of positivity <laughs> from old Reese James. The rest of the teams do right. Uh, Reese, thanks for joining us. Have you got anything you want to plug? Nah. You've got your own podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen to that. It's called Early Work. Who's your guest uh, this it. week? Where does this go out? Where? Yeah, out this tonight. Uh, tonight. Tom Lucy, tomorrow. the comedian Tom Lucy. He's an Arsenal fan. There you go. Do I've you really enjoyed those info? Pods, by the way, Reese. I genuinely have listened to them. I'd more just to enjoy the awkwardness of your own musings at the end of them uh, as much as hammering yeah, your guests, which is great as well. It's quite an excruciating process. Also because like, so I, it's all about the creative writing that you did when you were younger before you do whatever you do now. And then I always read one so that the guest doesn't feel awkward. Like a poem yeah, I wrote yeah. when I was... I, I usually say 17, a lot of them I was 25. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> terribly awkward, embarrassing poems. But what's most awkward is one of the things I ask, you have to grade it on different categories. One of the categories is how much potential it shows for what your act is now. And every guest has said, well, this is exact." I mean, <laughs> it's like I'm watching you on stage now. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no, I'm sharing something I think is excruciating. How dare you? So what's it so called again? Terrible. Where can we get Early it? work. Uh, from all the podcasts, all the podcasts. Are places. you still on the road as well? There's a few more. Uh, yeah, I'm on tour. Yeah. Come to that if you want. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put a wee link up to that. Absolutely. <laughs> Leipzig, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put the link on the... Leipzig away. Both our listeners will probably enjoy those oh, links. Oh, shush, no. Uh, Grits, well done, old friend. I'll see you next week. Everyone else, bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.